Hi there. Welcome to the Connecting KC podcast. I'm Rachel Kilmer, also known as Rach the Realtor on the internet, where I love, well, connecting all things Kansas City. I'm a metro area real estate agent, retired sports reporter, and mom, and probably too old to be calling myself a TikToker, but honestly, that's how we got here. <laughs> you can learn more at www.rachetherealtorkc.com. But this show is all about introducing you to all of the movers and shakers, interesting people, heartfelt stories, and funny quirks that make this vibrant community home. So let's get right to it with today's episode of Connecting KC. This could get interesting today, right, Crystal? <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, absolutely. Yes, yes. But more importantly, Crystal is an LPC, PLPC. She's a licensed therapist serving Kansas and Missouri. She is a wife, adoptive mom of two, and stepmom of three. She enjoys working with clients who are healing from narcissist abuse, religious trauma, and who want to build a healthy self-concept. In her spare time, she enjoys live music, Kansas City, and KU sports, and making TikToks about mental health content. Her website is mendedkc.com. So, Crystal, thank you for giving me even more of your time. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> it's for my being pleasure. Here. Yes, yeah. thank you so much. So, before we jump into it, I want to say that. For the record, I met my therapist on TikTok. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. seems like a crazy place to find such a serious resource for your life, but that's how we met. So, and I know that's a huge part of your day to day. So, just kind of tell me about your TikTok presence and like what your goal is there. Yeah. How often do you like connect with people in real life from TikTok? Um, sure. All that jazz. Oh, I was really resistant to that at first. You know, my husband would show me the little dance videos and things. And I was like, TikTok is stupid. It's for kids, whatever. I'm never going to get on there. So I started making mental health content in the spring of 2021 and really very limited. You know, I might get like 14 views on something or whatever. And then I had a video that kind of took off, had about a quarter of a million views, got a lot of followers. Um, now around the 110,000 followers, um, had one last, last week that was a kind of a mashup of a Bruno Mars and Miley Cyrus, uh, and it got like 1.8 million views. Um, I love doing mental health content that feels, uh, practical for everyone. You know, I don't care if you're a 55 year old single mom, or if you're a, you know, 18 year old college student, I want, to make mental health content that feels like it speaks to everyone. So um, I love it. It's fun. Some of them are dumb. Some of them are about the chiefs. Some of them are about my dogs, but for the most, for the most part, it's uh, um, mental health, dating relationship content. Mm -hmm. And you are Kansas city Metro area based. I guess we didn't say that off the bat, yeah. but, um, and so I do want to start with some of that heavier stuff. We will get to the fun stuff though, because you do it all. You do therapy, you do life coaching and dating coaching. So yes. we are going to talk about that. Yes. But, yeah. But first therapy wise, what do you see specifically here in Kansas city? We're in the Midwest. It's cold and dreary in the winter months. Is there, are there specific mental health problems that you see to be more prevalent in our area? 
sure. Um, I would say one thing, seasonal depression. Um, I myself also struggle with that. So I have little tools and hacks that I use to kind of feel better. Um, when it's so dark all the time, it just kind of feels oppressive. And I say kind of claustrophobic um, in the spring, in the summer, when we can be out, can be doing things, it just feels more vibrant, I guess. And so we kind of all hibernate in the winter, um, but we don't have to. So I would say seasonal depression is something that even people that don't have traditional anxiety or depression may see themselves struggling with. Truly, generally with mental health, anxiety. I mean, we just, we're in a pandemic uh, coming out of that. Um, the, the political sphere is so divided, uh, financial woes. You know, anxiety is just something that, that a lot of people really struggle with. And they think that that's just how they're wired. I'm just an anxious person. It doesn't have to be that way. So when, whenever my, I guess my, my favorite work is, is someone coming to therapy kind of with that real skeptical, like, I don't even know about this. And you kind of explain to them, Hey, these could be things that you're struggling with. And they're like, okay, yeah, that's me. I am anxious. I think I might be depressed. I think I might have ADHD. I think I might have you know, PTSD or some trauma from childhood and being able to, to give some tools and some resources for that. Mm -hmm. So, um, when I see a TikTok, sometimes I have the urge to say, I read this online somewhere, but I'm just going to admit to you, I saw this in a TikTok uh -huh. and not act like I'm so academic that oh, I read yes. it in an article. So I read this in an article, uh, that it was like, other mammals hibernate in the winter and it's like allowed and celebrated, mm -hmm. but like humans, we like shame ourselves for not wanting to be as productive in colder months or whatever. Like, is there something to just like allowing room for seasonal, maybe not depression, but like seasonal decrease in productivity or something like that? Absolutely. And I also think that as a society, we focus way too much on the grind and the hustle right? So there's nothing wrong with breaks. I don't care if it's a whole season and you're like, I'm stepping away from things for a while. I'm going to be a little more uh, close to home, focusing on my family. Or if it's, um, I'm burnt out. I've been working too hard. I've been hustling, you know, out there trying to, to climb the ladder. Breaks are required. That is not mm -hmm. sustainable. So whether it's an entire winter that you decide I'm going to take a step back or just say, I need a week off. I need a long weekend, whatever. We have to, we have to do that. And that was a snippet of therapy with Crystal. Like, really, <laughs> like we had this conversation like two weeks ago. So there's a little taste of what you get. Yes. Um, but no, totally like be like bears and take the breaks. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So something that I is on my mind a lot is like, the accessibility of therapy uh -huh. because being in regular therapy has been nothing short of life-changing for me. Like it's, I think it's so important and especially if you're going through stuff in your life, but it's not that easy to get a sure. hold of, honestly. Before sure. I connected with you, I had um, tried therapy with like three or four different people. Mm -hmm. And that's after calling everyone that my insurance approved. It's a whole thing. So right. what are your thoughts on the accessibility of therapy in Kansas City specifically? Is this a countrywide issue or just here? And right. how do people navigate that? Yeah, those are great questions. Um, I think as far as Kansas City goes, we have a lot of providers. We do. It really starts with the first question is, do you want to use your insurance? Or are you open to a self-pay sliding scale, private pay type therapist. Some therapists just bypass insurance altogether because it's such a headache to maneuver for you, for, to maneuver for us. And they say, I'm only cash pay. 
And then they may work with you as far as like what you can afford. Um, one thing that I will say is there are places in town that offer interns. They have intern rates and they can even be as low as 30 or $40 a session out of pocket. They don't bill insurance and you're working with essentially a student therapist. Now, I'm not sure that this would be a, a good fit for someone who's you may have had a massive loss or is dealing with, you know, some massive mental health crisis. But I definitely think they're they are amazing for anxiety, depression, relational issues, uh, communication, couples, things like that. So there are resources. What I would do if I was starting from scratch, um, there's an online directory called psychologytoday.com. And you can just put in your zip code, you can click on what insurance you want to use, and it will give you providers in your area. The good news is, is that with the advent of telehealth through the COVID pandemic, I can see anyone from Dodge City, Kansas to Cape Girardeau, Missouri. I don't have to see someone in my zip code. So you can make that that a lot wider and it will give you so many more options if you're open to telehealth. I will also say that I feel like I get just as um, uh, satisfied clients and good results through telehealth as I am in person. So don't be freaked out by telehealth. Don't Don't say, well, that would never work. It works way better than I ever thought it would. Mm-hmm. Did you do telehealth pre-COVID or were you all I, in person? I did not. You didn't? I did oh, not. interesting. I didn't know that. Yes. So I can personally attest to it because Crystal and I had never even met in person until, what, the first Chiefs game this year, right? I think. <laughs> yes. So yes, you found we, me at we a tailgate. <laughs> yeah, we, we finally met at a tailgate, but I was like, oh, this feels just like it does through the computer screen. So it really, yeah. I, for me at least, it doesn't make a difference at all. Yeah. Um. Okay, so like there's apps like – I don't know the names of them, but like there's like therapy apps where you can pay like a monthly subscription to have therapy. Mm -hmm. Do you have like the grand idea of like how to solve this problem and make therapy more accessible for everyone? And and is there some like, I don't know, I know you, you think creatively. So what's the fix to this problem? <laughs> um, without getting too political, uh, universal healthcare would help incredibly. Um, I, as far as the therapy apps go, the problem with, with some of the apps that I've seen and have had clients who've had experience with is you get handed off sometimes from provider to provider. There's a lot of turnover on those apps. So you might get one you really like, and then three weeks later, they don't work there anymore. Um, also, um, I think that they underpay their therapists. And so you may not be getting the quality of care. Um, try mm -hmm. to be very selective in my words. Um, sure. I know it's, I know it's a good solution for some that, that that's the only solution they have. Um, it's better than nothing maybe, but, um, yeah. really when it comes to therapy, you know, I, I kind of tell people if you have to, if you have to cancel your cable for a couple months, if you have to stop going to Starbucks for a couple of months, just to get a couple of sessions in with a therapist, I think it's worth it. I do think mm -hmm. that it's a service that, that you get your bang for your buck. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, I love the, cause I'm not, I'm not afraid to get too political, the, like, <laughs> not to get too political, but universal <laughs> healthcare, like, no, not political at all. So yeah. No, yeah. Totally. I mean, I, I would really love for that to be a thing where, um, mental health is included. Um, and it's just something that, that most people have, have access to that would change a lot of things. Yeah. I, think. I mean, it even beyond shooting for the stars with that, like, even if it was just a part of every insurance plan, yes. system, you know, yes. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy mm -hmm. that it's not. Okay. Well, that's the heavy stuff. So let's <laughs> move on to the fun stuff. Sure. So, okay. So in 2022, Kansas city was ranked the worst 
city for dating in the mm. whole country by bestplaces.net. Do you agree or disagree with that in your experience as a dating coach? You know what? I think there are single people everywhere. And I think that I don't really know where they got their metrics, if it was just polling people who were jaded um, or what. But what I see Mm -hmm. is that there are people in Kansas City who want to be in relationships. And um, it's just a matter of helping them remove some of those personal barriers to putting themselves back out there. I wonder, like, kind of thinking out loud here, like, I don't know what the metrics were on that either. I tried to find them and I could not, which probably tells us it wasn't a super scientific study. (laughs) Yes. But I guess maybe because Kansas City is like such a family oriented Mm. community, like we don't have a huge, we definitely have it. We don't have like a huge singles culture necessarily like you would see in larger cities. So Mm -hmm. maybe um, that is the reason. But uh, one, so I'm single. So one of the fun things that Crystal has done in therapy with me is like, like, okay, there's X number of people in the whole city. That's a lot of people. And then like you want X, Y, and Z criteria. That means there's this many people that are just out there that Mm -hmm. meet whatever you're looking for. So like, I think you're really good about like, let's just like put numbers to it and get realistic and it's possible. Mm -hmm. So what are good ways for people though, to find their 10,000 people in the city that meet their criteria? How do people go about dating in Kansas city? Because we don't have a huge singles culture necessarily. You bet. I think it all comes down to redefining how we see the task of dating right? Because for so many people who are in the market, let's say, they're like, I want to find someone, but it's so hard. And all I do is go on first dates. And and it's just this drudgery type thing. If you see it as, you know what? I want to have fun. I want to have fun while I'm dating. It's not just this quest to find the one, right? It's how, how can I have fun this weekend, meet people, or meet someone I've met up with on an app, do something fun. It's about quality of life, right? So if you go into it as a, as a chore, it's going to feel like a chore. And you also have to go into it as a numbers game, right? Like you might have to date, go out on with 75 people in order for you to find someone that just like, wow, we have the connection. We feel like we have chemistry. We've really clicked. We have mutual shared values. But people give up after three or four. They're like, there's no one out here. This isn't for me. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you haven't even given, your sh- given yourself a, sh- a chance to succeed. Mm-hmm. How much of it do you think is like you, whatever you, you're, you, you're like talked, like manifesting it, like whatever you think is going to happen, then ends up happening. Cause like, mm-hmm. I think I went into it thinking like, the, the craziest stuff is going to happen. This is going to be ridiculous and wild. And it pretty much has been. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like it just because like, it's, you have to laugh because it's funny. Like, do you think like the headspace that you have can like tangibly play out? And this applies to other aspects of life too, obviously. For sure. For sure. Um, you, you see what you look for, right? We would do that with everything, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So if you, like I said, if you see it as God is a stranger and or you see it as this is an adventure. This is a person that might have a story that's really awesome and who I would actually really like to have even as a friend and get to know. Yeah, absolutely. I will also say with personalities being different, and I talk about this a lot with therapy and also with day coaching, extroverts date differently than introverts. Extroverts want to go and they want to meet. 
right? Like I want to go and I want to be around 50 people in a bar and I want to see who I meet. Introverts are like, I want to know that there is a one person that I'm supposed to meet when I go there um, because we've been talking for three weeks on the app, right? So it's uh, personality plays a huge role as well. Mm -hmm. So an introvert's not going to approach dating the same way as an extrovert will. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious because I'm a therapy client of yours. So we do touch on dating and stuff and like Mm -hmm. we talk about it, Mm -hmm. but it's always from this dang therapy perspective where you're trying to make me a better person. And sometimes it's just like, I'm just so tired of it. But I'm curious in date coaching clients, yeah. what does that look like? What do you work on with them? Mm-hmm. Like what what kind of people might that appeal to? You bet. Usually it's someone who has either been in a relationship and has been divorced. And sometimes maybe they've even lost their spouse due to death or, um, you know, some other kind of almost relationship uh, trauma or wound. And they're just like, I have to do this differently next time. I can't keep picking the same kind of people that I've picked the same six guys I've dated are all alike, you know? So we say, well, what, what's the common denominator? Us. What, what do we need to do differently in order to stop choosing the same kind of people? I do. I use the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram. I talk a lot about personality. I talk a lot about what's going to be a good match for you truly, not just who do you think's hot. Um, I also think that there has to be a, determination of what is dating? What role is dating playing for me? Am I dating to have fun? Am I dating to find a mate or a long-term partner? Or am I just dating to meet people? Like I'm new to the area type thing. So we kind of set our intention because our intention helps us have a a direction, right? Mm -hmm. It's so much though about getting to know yourself. Why, why do I, why do I ghost people after we have a really great date? Hmm. Is it, is it avoidance? Um, is it, this guy reminded me of someone that I used to date. Um, so how do we have healthier communication? How do we state what we need? How do we ask for what we need? Um, if we get ghosted, how do we handle rejection? I don't think rejection is necessarily as much about us as it is like a redirection to something else. Um, but honestly, so many people struggle with dating because they struggle with rejection and people who struggle with rejection often have a low self-worth. So that's kind of what we, we work on, like building that up. So if you get ghosted or if the guy or girl says, I'm not interested, it's like Teflon. Okay, great. Well, I'm going to keep going and look for someone else. So you don't let your date coaching clients off the hook either. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yes. There's, there's no self-deprecating uh, space around here. So <laughs> Not at all. Uh, the third leg of your business that I – you know, we, we haven't touched on a lot as you do life coaching mm-hmm. as well. Um, what does that look like? What is who, what kind of person is that? Sure. Could that appeal to you bet. Um, life coaching is different from therapy and therapy often looks back. It looks at childhood. It looks at, you know, how did you develop? What are your attachment styles? Um, what are, what is your trauma? Life coaching is where are you right now? And where do you want to be? And how do we help you get there? Right. So a lot of life coaching clients are, um, empty nesters, never been an empty nester before. I don't know how to do that. How do I get hobbies? How do I make friends? Um, it could be people who are looking for a new job. Um, I'll, maybe all they've ever done is sales and they want to, to branch into being a floral shop owner or something. Right. So it's, it's more about strengths based. It's, it's what do you bring to the table and what are those strengths? How are those going to help you get to where you want to be? We're not real deep. 
It's more just mm-hmm. about kind of like maybe the, the little rough edges of life. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, therapy feels intense. It feels emotional. It feels heavy sometimes. Sometimes it has to feel worse before it can feel better. Uh, but life coaching is just like, I'm stuck. I'm stuck here. Um, sometimes even relationship coaching, like like my partner and I are stuck on this issue with our one child and we need, it's almost a little bit like mediation sometimes. Like, like we just need a third party to bounce some ideas off of. We don't need to do a deep dive. So that's really the difference. And life coaching is also, um, I can do that anywhere worldwide. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. okay. That's interesting. That's helpful. Um, so I have a question for you that I did not prepare you, you for. Bet. And that is something I'm going to ask everyone that comes on this show is what do you love about living in Kansas city? Mm. Patrick Mahomes. Um, <laughs> Obviously. Uh, no, no, I actually grew up around Wichita, the Wichita area. And, um, it's funny when I was a kid, the, the kids in my class, I was not a rich kid. The kids in my class that were rich got to go see the plaza lights every year. And I just thought that that was like, well, you're, you've arrived when you can, when you can do that. Right. And I think the first year I went, I actually might have teared up. Um, I love the fact that Kansas City people wear Kansas City shirts around just because we're so proud of the the place that we live. Um, I love the culture. I love the barbecue. I love. um, Yeah, I don't think I will ever live anywhere else, even if someone said, hey, we want you to be on a TV show and you have to move to New York City. I'd be like, I don't know. I just don't think I can do it. Um, because I, I love everything about it. I don't love nine degree wind chills, but that's really about the only thing. That's the only trade off. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. Um, and then one more Kansas city based question. What is a great meal that you've had in Kansas city recently? Like you're like, Oh man, I had a great dinner at this restaurant. Everyone's got to try Mm -hmm. it kind of meal. Um, I am the person that at every restaurant we go to, I have the same thing. I don't know if it's anxiety um, of, of like, I might not like it. So I just continue to order the same thing. Um, but at Jack Stack, they have this thing called the Arkansas Topper. And it's a chicken breast with barbecue sauce. And they put burnt ends on the top of that. And then they put cheese on the top of that. And I, I am in love with it, actually. <laughs> that with a side of cheesy potatoes. Uh, the cheesy potato bake is like comfort food extraordinaire. So that's probably the fav- the, the best thing I've had in a good while. Oh, that is a great choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Jack Stack, you can sponsor this podcast and, and, and yeah. we'll, be, we'll be excited. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Yes. <laughs> um, so what are you working on in your business these days? Yeah. What's going on in the Mended KC, Mended Living World? Yeah. Um. I've fallen into a niche of helping clients with religious trauma. And that is essentially if church has ever hurt you or you've ever felt like church might not be for you anymore, but that's not a super popular opinion with your family. Um, I have a lot of clients who are dealing with that. I myself have in the last couple of years. Um, It's a real weird thing that I never thought I would be working with, but I love it. Um, I wrote a magazine article this month that was published in Psychotherapy Networker on how to leave a high control, high demand religion. Um, That was my first published article. I was was pretty excited about that. Um, I love doing podcasts. I've done podcasts on codependency, um, the religious angle. Um, I would also say I am in the in the very beginning working stages of a couple of book ideas. Um, one is on leaving faith and one is why women leave relationships. Um, I've, uh, 
done a lot of questionnaire research type things on, on what is it, what is it that pushes women to that point where they're like, okay, this, this cannot be for me anymore. Um, and I found a lot of similarities. And so I feel like if, uh, couples knew that and, and marriages and long-term relationships knew that it could kind of, um, reroute that path if needed. Mm-hmm. So I'm a real passion for that work. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, if people want to get in touch with you, maybe they want to do a little life coaching, a little date coaching, a little therapy, or just follow you online. Where do they find you? Um, TikTok. I'm at Mended Living on my website is mendedkc.com. Um, and there's also a, on my contact page, um, on my website is there too. So you can email me. Um, and I would be happy to work with you. It'd be an honor. Yeah. And uh, this is not an ad, but I can't recommend Crystal enough. So truly, truly, truly one of the most valuable um, things that I put my time and energy into in my life is therapy with Crystal. So I appreciate you. Well, thank you so much. Yes. And thank you for coming on Connecting KC. So hope everyone enjoyed enjoyed meeting Crystal from Mended Living. And we will see you next time. Thanks so much for joining us today. If we haven't already, let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and TikTok at KC. We're back right here every Thursday morning with a new guest on Connecting KC. See you next time.